0: This is Mike Maniscalco. And you're listening to the Tracking the Storm podcast.
1: Hello. Shit, man, I haven't done this in a while. <laughs> Welcome back, folks. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Um, to a very, I, I mean, I guess a very special episode. Kind of a sad episode, if we're being honest. Um, we got a lot to talk about tonight. <laughs> um obviously you guys have seen the news about Matt moving on. Um, you know, we've we've talked about him getting his head scouting gig with the BCHL's Coquitlam Express. Always happy for my boy. Excited to see where the future takes him. He will be leaving this podcast. Um, so this is going to be the last episode. For the foreseeable future, honestly Um, I I didn't, you know Kind of really piggyback off of it While he was tweeting about Leaving, but I I'm taking some time to I don't really know exactly What that means at this point in time (laughs) But uh, I I don't know, man I've had a weird couple of months And I'm going through a lot of changes In my personal life right now I just started a new job um working eight to five now like a fucking adult for the first time in my life uh, and <laughs> <laughs> you know, i'm trying to figure out a place to live like it's it, it, it's just a lot of shit going on i'm not gonna air it all out right here but um also i've kind of just realized that i'm not enjoying this like i used to which kind of sucks to admit but that's another part of the equation um i told them at the hockey writers i'm done there for a while too i didn't straight up quit but i I didn't want to completely close out that bridge but um i'm taking some time off from writing taking some time off from the podcast just time off man uh and i guess this is a good time to mention alex is not here right now i think me and him might record a little something later on but right now it is just me and my guy matt i'll bring him in matt what's up buddy how are you doing tonight the evening before you take off for vancouver by the way
0: yeah uh i am you know this about 12 hours from now i'll be touching down in toronto um yeah i've got a 6 a.m flight uh with a four and a half layover um to toronto so it's definitely going to be a bit of a brutal day of travel for me (laughs) um but you know i'm doing well i'm I'm excited i'm going up there for the express's main um identification camp so obviously you know that's a pretty big deal for us we're taking a look at guys that could be recruits this year could be recruits next year you know maybe some affiliated players um trade targets all sorts of things excuse me all sorts of things so it's a busy time um I joked with Alex, you know, Alex was trying to get it stretched out to maybe have me one more week. And I said, no, I I can't. (laughs) This next week for me is insane. Um, Basically, it's like seven straight days worth of hockey. And I love it. I wouldn't trade it for the world. Um,
1: But I know that tomorrow is going to be a rough day of travel. See, man, and that's like, hearing you say that is what kind of breaks my heart, because like... This is all I've ever like known is like sports. Like I've been so overly passionate about it. And ever since I quit playing, I realize I've gotten more and more frustrated with it. And I think I've kind of realized that these last few months is I just watching hockey and talking about it. Well, like talking about it, I you know, I don't mind like coming on here and then the podcast hasn't been that bad. But editing has gotten really tedious and writing has gotten fucking horrific. Like I for months now, every time I try to sit down articles that used to take me like an hour now take like three or four. And I think that's like blood over into like actually watching the game a little bit, too. And like, it's just. I, I don't know, like I'm burnt out. I, I think that's what it is, is I'm burnt the fuck out. And, and I don't I don't know, hopefully just a little bit of time off will get me back into it but if not i don't know again because like i said i just got a job that i'm really excited about um it's going really well these first few weeks so yay there but but i don't I don't know man i guess it's just a very the future is is kind of unclear at this moment in time but but i'm pretty happy about it for now um i do really want to start playing hockey again though and that's that's one of the reasons i'm kind of trying to cut out some of the other stuff in my life is because First of all, I feel like shit about myself right now. i well, you want to all... you
0: find your love for the game and yourself again, right? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, and and dude, like for so long, I don't know. I I've just I I've stopped playing, and I feel like I'm out of shape, and just it's I want to get back into shape, and I want to start loving hockey again, like you said. So, anybody that has an adult league team out there, that listens to this, by the way let me know because it's it's been like a couple of years since I was like playing for state that I really played and I I've got to get my ass back on the ice
0: well you know it's it's interesting this is the last thing I'll say before we you know actually get started on hockey talk <laughs> it's interesting you mention it like you know I feel like for these past few months especially with you and I recording this it's like the podcast has definitely felt more like an obligation and something we really enjoy and like for for me personally you know as I've gotten more into scouting this year i uh and I mean, I think people can tell just based on the way I've been like talking about the fan base and all things Kane's on the podcast is like it, not that I've fallen out of love with the hurricanes this year, but that it's becoming more of a chore for me to talk about them, and I did find myself a few points this season just getting a little burnt out, and like that's when I knew it's like you know as much as I could find you know, like, an hour or two to talk Canes hockey during the week, if it's something I don't enjoy as much anymore, that's when I know, like, hey, I can't put out my best. I got to step away for a little bit.
1: Yeah. And, like, so another good example of this, I was, I've been trying – I've gotten back in the gym recently, fucking finally. But, um, like – now that i have this eight to five schedule i like have a set time and i come home I'm online for a little bit i go to the gym cool but like tonight i tried to go because i knew we were recording i tried to go as soon as i got off it like i got on at like five thirty, and there's like a million people in my little apartment gym and i was like okay no i'm not <laughs> like i'm not fighting for space in the gym so i come home I, you know i would be going about right now and instead of recording the podcast and it's like little shit like that like I realize how much better I feel when I just get off my ass a little bit. And for the last shit since COVID, I have not done anything. I haven't played hockey. I really have barely worked out consistently like I I love the hockey content stuff like deep down I know I do, but like I've started to get you know mental health is important. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> and and I think sitting around so much, I sit at my job I sit writing. I sit doing the podcast. And when we finish this, I'm not really going to want to go because I need to go to bed. (laughs) Like, so, you know, all these little obligations are just taking up time and just they don't leave me with enough time for me, I guess. That's kind of how I felt like the last while is, is I just I don't have enough time to do the things that make me feel better about myself, which makes me better at the things I, you know, obligations. I, I don't know, man. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. I think you get like the point of what I'm trying to say. I'm just not really putting it together. I'm kind of winging this as I usually do, you know, for the last episode, we may as well do what we always do and wing it. So there you go. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, I, I guess we, uh, we got like an entire off season to talk about apparently since we won't be meeting next week or the week after that, it makes me very sad to say out loud. But, uh, obviously... Do we do even know. want to recap the playoffs,
0: like, the last series?
1: No, I'm not going do we to. we have that. to? No, we're not going to. Thank God. Um, I don't want to talk about the playoffs. It's whatever. They had a pretty good run, all things considered. Um, I hate that they went out the way they did, because coming into that series, I was really, like, just glad they're here. Sucks they went out that way. Whatever. Water under the bridge. Um... But I think there's a really, really fascinating offseason to look ahead to, personally. Uh, actually, Don Waddell did have his meeting, media exit interview type deal today. Um, was talking about how the Hurricanes are going to be super aggressive, aggressive on the trade market. I found that fascinating. Um, I was talking to one of my bosses today, or one of the managers at my job, and he was like, yeah, that's how they operate. I'll believe that when I see it. And I was like, yeah, and it's kind of true. It is kind of a believe it when you see it type thing. But um, I think if there's ever going to be a year or a summer for them to, you know, really try to swing for the fences, it's this one. Next summer, you got Tavo Teravainen and Sebastian Ajo up for unrestricted free agency. I'm pretty sure both Brady Shea, Brett Pesci, and even Jalen Chatfield are all set for unrestricted free agency. There's a lot of question marks that are going to come up, and there's no, I mean – I won't say there's no way, but it's real, real unlikely that all five of those guys are still Carolina Hurricanes after next summer. Um, So it's kind of a piss or get off the pot. I won't say, I mean, I know the term is shit or get off the pot, but trying to be a little, I've said the F word like six times already. So I guess I'm I am was going
0: to say you're, your grandfather overused. is probably very
1: upset. <laughs> I'm trying to overuse it. Okay. But, uh, You know, it's time to kind of make good, I'd say. And I think they're in a good position, man. Like, again, this team was just really, really close this past summer. Just needed a few more breaks to go their way, really. And that includes injury luck and stuff like that. Um, But they were right there, down to the Final Four. Probably the most even or least lopsided four-game sweep of all time in any sport because all four of those games were super tight. I mean, you're right there. You you don't need to blow it up, but I think one savvy acquisition puts this team in position to compete for a Stanley <laughs> Cup next season. Now, there are other factors at play, like you have some free agents this summer. You've got Jordan Stahl, set for unrestricted free agency. Can't really see him going anywhere else. And he's going to take a pay cut because there's no way he comes in anywhere near $6 million next season. That's going to help the Hurricanes out, give them some room to maneuver. But then you also got guys like Jesper Foss, Mackenzie McEachern. I'm actually kind of curious if you think McEachern could be a guy they're looking to bring back. He was really good in the playoffs, I thought, his speed and physicality. Maybe do you even let a guy like Jesper Foss walk and re-sign a guy like McEckern? Save a little bit of money to get elsewhere, maybe on top of your lineup.
0: I'll get. Let me get to that first because it's the most recent thing, and then I've got a few things to say. Boss stays because he had a tremendous playoff. He I mean, did. He, he's a player that does not make mistakes, and the way his game is is, you know, he's the perfect third line forward. He really is. I know that, you know, you could probably wish for a bit more offense from him, but you know, truthfully, I think you're not really going to get much better at that value than Fost. Um, let's go to McCarn is a dime a dozen player. Gonna keep it real. You can find other players like him. I I could be wrong. I didn't think Chatfield would have as good of an impact as he's had this year. But just, I look at McEachern play and I'm like, yeah, but there's other guys with that size that can do a little bit more than McEachern can, you know? Okay. So we'll see. Um, let's go back to the trades. Cause you said, you know, like, I understand the, the little bit of skepticism that you might have about the Canes trading, but like, as we've seen these past few years, the off seasons, when the Canes make their moves, truthfully, that is when they make their moves. I, I pulled I pulled up the stats, so let me just take uh, take you through some of the trades the Canes have made in the offseason. We'll start with the last one, and they brought in Max Pacioretty and Brent Burns. Obviously, the Pacioretty thing didn't work out, but you still brought in a goal scorer and quite frankly, a future Hall of Fame defenseman. You know? Yeah. And that's also where you traded Tony D'Angelo for a bunch of picks. Like, those are three pretty big trades you know okay yeah so that's this past off season. let's 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 take it back to 2021 now um this is actually more moving players out but still you traded alex andolkovich jake bean and Ethan, and you acquired ethan bear so that's three trades in the span of a week less than a week that the canes made so obviously very active in the trade deadline or in in the in the trade front. Um, I'm trying to see if there's anything else. Let's go back to the twenty nineteen off season. The Canes traded Calvin De for Forsling and Forsberg in a cap dump move. They traded for Eric Halla and then acquired James Reimer from Florida. So like, oh, and who could forget? Hurricanes Legend Patrick Marlowe. And then let's take it back to Don Waddell's first offseason as general manager. The first move he makes is Jordan Martinook for Marcus Krueger. And Jordan Martinook is still here. So that trade is still paying dividends for the Hurricanes. And then obviously you've got the massive blockbuster Dougie Hamilton trade. You know, so. When Waddell says that he's going to be active in the trade market, like he means it. It's not one of those things where you know, like a GM. You know, they there's always the cliche of like, well, we're looking to improve our team. Like, what did Francis always say? It was like, well, we're looking to improve our team, but we don't want to get worse to do it, or something like that. You know?
1: Didn't I think he made that like same comment today though? <laughs> he like, Waddell, so-
0: but, the, but that's he he made it regarding Patcheretti. I think. Or he's like, of course, we're exploring the option of adding that goal scoring to the lineup. But he's like, at the same time, we don't know his recovery process. We don't know like what that's going to look like. We can't wait on that. That I understand. All right. So I'm not saying the Hurricanes are going to go out there and make this massive blockbuster trade. But I do think something's going to happen. Um Here's I like the, the comment.
1: I sit with that, though. Like. I think there's some really interesting fits on the free agent market for like a third line, you know, second, third line. The guy that does give you a little more offensive punch, whereas a guy like Foss might be your perfect system fit. There's a guy like Ivan Barbashev would be a phenomenal ad. We see what he's done in these playoffs. He's physical. He's got some offensive game. I think he'd be a great fit on this team and give them a little more sandpaper. So I think there's some really interesting pieces that the Hurric- that will make the Hurricanes better. Um, some other guys include Evan Rodriguez. Really, really good shot. Decent player otherwise, but he at least gives you some finishing ability that the Hurricanes kind of need. Pretty good offensive player, 40-plus point guy. Um, Jason Zucker. Is a guy that's, he's a little older than those two guys I just mentioned, but he's still a guy, 27 goals and nearly 50 points last season. Long, he's a, he's a pretty good future former Kane throwback. Um, And it, you know, I, I just think he's an interesting fit because of his speed and offensive game. Again, these are pretty good options for your middle six. Another guy, sneaky, decent option, even though he is a center, JT Comfer is an unrestricted free agent this summer. More of a playmaker than a goal scorer, which I think is what the Hurricanes really need. But he had 52 points last season. Played for a stack Colorado offense, to be fair. But he's another player that's got draft pedigree, offensive skill, decent fit.
0: Do you know the Canes connection for Comfort? I do not. He was the guy that Buffalo drafted with the pick traded them for Andre Sacara.
1: Really? Okay. Yeah. Fun fact. That is a fun fact. Thank you. And the last guy that I do think is interesting, but I don't think I, I think would be a really good fit. And a lot of hurricanes fans are going to clamor for him, but I just feel like he's going to have a ton of suitors out there and doesn't, I just don't, I don't know. For whatever reason, I don't think he's going to come here, but that's Tyler Bertuzzi.
0: Oh, Bertuzzi is signing a stupid contract. Yeah. Somebody Philadelphia get flyers are going to offer him eight <laughs> by seven.
1: <laughs> You're probably right. Um, In a perfect world, he would give you a lot of what you really need in your offensive ranks because he does have some ability. He's got some goal-scoring ability, even though he kind of had a down year in that department. And obviously, he's got that fireiness. that I continue to think the Hurricanes could use a little more of, but whatever. Um, But yeah, ultimately, I think he ends up signing elsewhere. Anyway, I just laid out all those options, the whole point. This is a long-winded way of me getting to my point here those are all really good options. You can throw some money at. You should have enough to play with where you can bring in a guy like that and still make your big move. But I think if the Hurricanes are making a trade and not getting a player that fits into this team's, maybe not even top six, maybe first line, I just don't know if it does it for me. Like, that's just kind of where I'm at. Like, (sighs) I'm not trying to be overly critical of the moves they made here. And I, I know this is a team that kind of relies more on a, some of its parts. But, like, if this postseason didn't show you, I don't know what will. When the going gets tough, when it gets into a tight playoff series against two super evenly matched teams, your stars got to be your stars. I thought Sebastian Ajo played really well. He wasn't enough to get it done. Matthew Kachuk, on the other hand, who... I was going to try not even to say this, but I'm going to have to. The guy, the Hurricanes, were right there at the finish line for trading for last summer. Fucking, he destroyed them. (laughs) Like, three game-winning goals. Yeah, yeah, two overtime game winners and a four-seconds-left series clincher. That stings, man. It stings, but, I mean, you look at it this way. That's the guy. If that's not what you're looking for this summer miss me with it that's all i'm gonna say just being honest here that's how i feel you can disagree it's cool free agency like
0: in my opinion what you should do free in free agency is acquire players to kind of fill out the middle and the bottom part of your team truthfully because like i joke saying philly is going to give tyler bertuzzi a stupid contract but like It's true. Like, what is Tyler Bertuzzi on, like, his absolute best? He's, like, a pretty good second-line winger, right? Yeah. Issue is, though, is he going to be making second-line winger money on the market? Probably not. Probably not. So, free agency, it's like, yeah, some of the names you listed, like, yeah, those are absolutely options for the Hurricanes. Then you mentioned Barbashev, and I'm like, yeah, but Barbashev's doing really well on a team that's going to the Cup final. Yeah, like if Vegas can't keep him, which they probably can't, just because of cap space. If they can't keep him, though, some team's going to offer him a year or two more than he's probably worth, at probably a million or two more than he's probably worth. Yeah, you know, so that's kind of the tricky part about free agency, and you know, you have to be careful. Because in a, in a trade, it's a lot easier to help to kind of insulate the damage because you have more control over it, obviously. Whereas in free agency, you know, it, it's really hard because you could be signing contracts that look really good or you could be the team that signs Louis Erickson to like an eight-year-long deal. I think it was like a seven-year-long deal.
1: That was always ridiculous.
0: Like, look at that 2016 offseason, though, and see, like, how badly those contracts have aged. And people were like, oh, this is a crazy free agency. You've got Erickson, Lucic, you know, Oposo, all these players, and none of those contracts aged well.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So, And now I will say it's not always that way. There are times when the player would rather go to a team that is built to compete, and normally those teams don't have as much money to throw around. Normally.
0: Like Calvin DeHaan. Remember in 2018 when the Canes signed Calvin DeHaan because he wanted to come here? It was like such a big deal because, you know, that's the first time Carolina felt like a destination.
1: Yeah. I think he
0: said yes to Carolina
1: over a team like Toronto, which is huge. He's from Ontario. Yeah. Now, and and actually while we're on the topic of third-pairing defensemen, I think that's one kind of sneaky, intriguing area to pay attention to this summer for the Hurricanes, because I doubt Shane Gossespierre comes back. I love Bear, by the way. I thought he had a great tenure as a Hurricane. 100%. He, and, and he didn't even score like a crazy amount, especially like down the stretch. Like he had those first couple of games where he kind of popped <laughs> off in scored sports and big power play goals, but he didn't produce like a ton down the stretch and into the playoffs. But I thought he paired so well with Chatfield as two just mobile defensemen that competed. And 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 that was what surprised me the most about Gossis Bear was I thought he was really good defensively. And maybe not really good, but like rock solid. He battled his ass off in the corners. He won board battles. I thought he was I, I thought he had a great tenure here. Um but again, I, I think he's probably Earned the right to go to the open market and get, you know, I think he's in his late 20s now. He's probably, I think he might be my age actually. He's either 29 or 30. So, um, he's
0: isn't that weird to think about?
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, it's probably time for him to catch up. Yeah. Andre Svechnikov is six years younger than me, and that always makes me feel older. shit. Anyway, and he's
0: two years younger than me,
1: but you know, I, I think he's earned that right to go get himself one. This is probably his last chance at like a big payday. Um, So I I think he's earned a three or four year deal for $5 million or so. Like I I think he can get something like that and he deserves to. And the Hurricanes aren't going to give him that. (laughs) So um, it'll be really interesting to see what they do there because I, you know, there are some intriguing offensive options, but I think this defensive class is really thin. Free agent. It is. Um. You know, you got your like best options on the left side are like shit. I don't even know, dude. Like, yeah, Vladislav it's Gavrikov. Bad. You laugh, but Gavrikov played. Gavrikov played really well at the Kings. He did, and you know what? I told you, I didn't mind him as a potential option at the deadline. I'm glad we got Gossipy. Worked out really well again. But I thought he's not a bad option. I don't think he would be bad to pair with Chatfield. A little bit of offense to his game. He might be decent in the Hurricane system.
0: So I, I have um, let's talk trades for a little bit, you yeah. Because we did we did mention the fact that the Hurricanes. I mean Don Waddell has said he'd be active in the trade market.
1: You know. So I've been bouncing around a lot here. I, I know that's my fault. I apologize, but that's yeah, right. but we've yeah.
0: got a lot. To, we've got a lot to get into. But yeah. no, the, this is me like saying like I'd like to talk about some trade options real quick because I think there's a couple that you know we
1: might have. Um, Last, Lindholm Homer Boss, bro.
0: Hmm. i can't see that happening um i think calgary's in a weird spot where you you've committed to not rebuilding
1: i don't know
0: here's the thing let's let's talk about a team that i think or that i know is in cap hell right now and that's the boston bruins they're not trading us shit they are currently four million dollars over the cap in bonus overages. Okay. So they have four million less dollars to work with, and their roster is already capped out. And they're missing like quite a few players. Right. I'm just saying, Boston is a team that I think the Hurricanes could look to deal with.
1: How are we gonna coach Pasanak, bro?
0: Oh, I'm not thinking Pasternak, but you know, he's a middle six edition. But Jake DeBrusque. Ah,
1: so many former future Canes.
0: Make it happen. This this is me just speculating here, but you know, DeBrusque is making about that much money. He's relatively young. I think he's he's probably. I think he's turning 26 or something like that. Will be 26.
1: Really, I thought he was older than that.
0: He was the same draft year as Aho. Interesting. So he might be turning 27 this summer or like the next over the course of this next year. But still that's pretty young still, you know, in his prime, a guy that could easily bring some speed and oomph to your second line. I mean, he's, he's not like an overly physical player, but he's, he's a guy that, you know, plays what the hurricanes want to play. Like, you know,
1: right.
0: Saying that's an option. You know, another option, this this one's going to be far-fetched and hard to pull off, but, like, with the situation in Arizona, you have to at least wonder if Clayton Keller wants to stay there.
1: That's a guy we've talked about a little bit and one I think is very fascinating. Um, that was really good. <laughs> like, he's really good. He's young, team control for a while. The problem is... I don't know. I don't don't want to project my fears thanks to players like Martin Natchez onto other players because you also have smaller guys like Seth Jarvis that could beat their asses off in the playoffs. But the point I'm getting at is is I keep going back to guys that have a little bit more size and bite to them, like Lindholm. And uh, you don't need to be a fighter. You don't need to be a guy that's going to hit 200 people in a season. But like a little more sticky in the ass would go a long way to me. So I don't know. I, I I think Keller would be a fantastic pickup. He would make this team much better. The top six would be really, really scary next year. And It's an interesting option. I'll leave it at that.
0: Yeah. I mean, and again, this is me just spitballing, you know, there's, there's obviously no, like,
1: I got another one I can spitball while we're spitballing. Um I was actually talking to my buddy uh Jacob who who briefly carried or covered the uh, hurricanes at the hockey writers alongside me. Uh but he's a Ottawa Senators guy. And a- another smallish player but one that like Jarvis has a lot of compete to his game and more sandpaper than people realize is Alex DeBrinkert. And that's a guy I brought up before on this podcast and Really, really interesting fit because of that goal-scoring ability. Small guy, competes, really good goal scorer. I think alongside some of the guys in the Hurricanes' top six, that would be a really, really good add as well.
0: I like to it. I think if you add him, you need to add somebody bigger as well. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm just thinking, like, you know, and this is – like, I hate sounding old school, but – I I said this today to somebody, you know, if Svechnikov goes down, that can't be your only top six forward that can go into the corners. Yeah. And still play at a top six level. Like, yes, Stefan Nason gets to the corners, takes hits, whatever.
1: Stefan Nason needs to be back in the bottom six next year. He's not a top six forward, exactly. He needs to be playing about 12 minutes a night, busting his ass, playing on the power play in the net front, and that's it. Yep, get him back in his role.
0: And then, if because if Svechnikov goes down, then as you saw in the Florida series, you have nobody that can play with a physical edge that can take contact. Like
1: a guy like Sam Bennett, man, would be real. Here's the
0: yes, here's the thing. Did Martin Natchez have a great regular season? Yes. Here's my question for you. And this is this is a rhetorical question. You don't have to answer it. How much of that was due to Svechnikov creating space for him and taking those hits? It, it it's not a coincidence that as soon as Svechnikov went down, Natchez disappeared. He disappeared after Svech got hurt in the regular season. And I was like, crap, here we go again. I'm just saying. You, you have to – I'm not seeing trade Natchez, although if there's an option to where you can add a similar player, hell, you know, if you can pull off a trade that – not not a Matthew Kachuk trade, but, like, if you can trade for a top six forward at a high caliber, and it involve, if it involves Martin Natchez, you have to
1: explore it. I was, thinking, been, I was about to say, trade for Debrinkit even if you include or <laughs> if they could find a way to do like a sign in trade with Vegas to get um barbershove and then add to Brinkett, that's a hell of an off season you get that guy with sandpaper and physicality if I do
0: a sign in trade he's just gonna hit free agency anyways
1: well because that, that way his price doesn't get drummed up but you're right he, he, would, he would he's self-sharpy. gonna yeah 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 he, whatever whatever he's gonna
0: test free agency
1: yeah probably so anyway I was just trying to get creative. But um well, I, again, that going back to he's the kind of player that just would fit really well with a guy like DeBrinket. if you bring in a, you know, smaller guy. I do have one more name that I think is really interesting. He's also a free agent, just going back to those real quick. Um Miles Wood is a UFA. Player I've always liked. He's fast as hell. He's a pest on the forecheck. He's super physical. He's got a little bit of offense if not a solid amount. Like he's, you know, I'd say he's a cut above, you know, Jesper Fast, but I think he almost brings more in the, you know, intangibles part of the game. 62 200 but skates I mean he's one of the fastest players in the league. 17 goal season in 55 games 2 years ago. Um, 19 goals as a rookie or second year in the league, excuse me. Um, So he's got some, you know, upper teens goal seasons. Um, He had 13 and 15 last season, if I'm not mistaken. Um, But there's, there's some skill there, but there's a lot of hard work and pace that I think would fit the Hurricanes. And, you know, that's again, there's, there's kind of a lot of things I feel like I'm sitting here saying there's something the Hurricanes need to improve upon this summer. But, much like that bottom pair defenseman, I think they need to look to add some more speed in their bottom six, because I think at times that also got exposed as, as well as those guys played for a long stretches of the season. Um, Stasny, Stepon, those kind of guys, uh, you know, they're not young and they're not fast. So a little bit of an injection of speed into that bottom six, I think could also be a sneaky, impactful move. And a guy like Miles Wood, I think, fits that bill perfectly.
0: We haven't even talked about the goaltending yet. I think the Hurricanes end up bringing one of the two goalies back and then going with Piotr. Um,
1: so despite, and you know, there's one thing I was going to go to at some point, but despite the playoff run for Freddie, it's probably Ranta, right?
0: No, I think it's Freddie.
1: Really? Okay, interesting.
0: Pyotr hasn't proven that you can win with him yet. But that's
1: so, uh, you know, I'm kind of putting the bows on my last article. And then you, you know, I, I kind of said it's almost like Ranta fits better because of his adaptability. You know, he's been the number one for this team. He's been the number three for this team. He's kind of done it all and filled out every role ass of him. But he's also not the guy that you're going to win a Stanley Cup with if, you know, Piotr proves he's not ready. So, it's an interesting conversation. Do you think they could look out elsewhere? You know, maybe a guy like Tristan Jari that's on the free agent market.
0: Jari hasn't proved he can win either.
1: No, he hasn't, but...
0: Um, Let me, let's take a look at the um, pending unrestricted free agents real quick. In order of save percentage, here are the best pending UFAs Keith Kincaid had a 95. (laughs) In one game. (laughs) Two. Laurent Brassois, who played 11 games this year. Eunice Corpusalo, and I I actually think L.A. gets a deal done with him ahead of uh, the – ahead of free agency. Probably. Um, Aiden Hill, who has all of a sudden become, like, a legitimate NHL goalie.
1: He got out of fucking Arizona, that's why.
0: Semyon Varlamov, who is an abuser.
1: And 35, but mostly an abuser.
0: Um, Bronta Jari, Stalock Halak, who is 38 years old, and Cam Talbot. And then if you really want to get technical, Brian yeah. Elliott, uh, Anthony Stollers, Thomas Grace, James Ryan. like if the, Bring the back is- Ned!
1: <laughs> no. Anton Hudobin played in the NHL this year. I didn't even realize that. He had a 786 save percentage.
0: I believe he's going back to Russia or closer to Kazakhstan to be closer to home. Um, the point I make by that is like, Yes, there are options, but really, unless,
1: unless, I mean, like. Not any good ones.
0: Yeah, unless you can, like, get Jari on, like, a fairly cheap deal, I I can't see it happening. Brandon, let's do the ad break real quick while we're thinking about it, and then I've got one more thing to talk about before we wrap it up.
1: All right, guys. Um, Well, you know, actually, I'm just going to take a second here and say a huge shout out to our sponsors and our parent company at the Hockey Podcast Network. We appreciate you guys um, for everything the last couple of years, I guess. Um, But yeah, without any further ado, for the last time, it's kind of sad. Tracking the Storm is a proud part of the Hockey Podcast Network, so we're going to take just a couple of quick minutes and get a word from our sponsors. Light the lamp during the hockey playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook. New customers can make a $5 bet and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. We're getting down to the wire here, folks. You're running out of chances to win you some money. So don't waste any more time. Get over to DraftKings Sportsbook. Let's have some fun this last series. We got the Vegas Golden Knights and Florida Panthers. Should be a hell of a series. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN. That's code THPN for the Hockey Podcast Network, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit the gambling helpline ma.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text HOPE-NEW-YORK at 467-369. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. 21 and up in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus best expires seven days after issuance. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash hockey terms. Thanks to DraftKings, and now back to the show. And we're back. Um, okay. So. The perfect Hurricanes offseason sees them pick up Elias Lindholm, Tyler Bertuzzi, or Ivan Barbashev, one of the two, to play on the third line. Bring back Saul at about two million. Sign Gavrikov to play on the third pair. And bring back Freddie Anderson. Brandon. Just trade for McDonald.
0: How how much money are you expecting them to spend? <laughs> I'm pretty sure they'd be ten million over the cap. Easy. Like which which players' kneecaps are we going to have to shatter <laughs> so that we can make this work?
1: No, but there actually are two more things we, we do need to talk about, actually, that are kind of current. One of them, you know, we talked about Waddell having his kind of exit interview today. What do you think happens with Max Pacioretty? Because I still think there's an avenue for him. If he's willing to take a cheap deal, which I don't see why he wouldn't be at this stage of his career. He's made a ton of money. Do you think he's willing to take a one-year veteran minimum almost? Maybe a little more than that, but a cheap deal to come back to the Hurricanes and not be a player they rely on. But a player that's like, okay, that would be a hell of a bonus if you get something out of him.
0: The thing (laughs) is, if you do that, you're having the same attitude that you had when he was recovering the first time.
1: I don't think so, because I think at this point, he's like, you only get him at a super low number and you see but we're, we're projecting
0: that we don't know what he's thinking he yeah he, he might think like hey you know i can go on the open market and still make four to five million i think i think with patch you know he he probably thinks i may have to get a tryout to show that i can play at this level still but once that tryout's over i could still get you know four to five million
1: No,
0: I, right. I think that could happen it, you know it's a possibility Yes, I'm it's probably, also possible probably. that he comes back. But there's no way in hell the Hurricanes give him more than two or three. Yeah. And if he can get more than that in a decent market,
1: I don't know. I, I think he was happy enough of in his time here that he'll look at coming back. But I don't know. I, I think it's something they should explore from that perspective, though. Like, But
0: we're projecting. We really don't know how he felt.
1: Sure, and that's why they should explore it. Not, you know, take him at gunpoint and force him.
0: No. I I don't know. I think the Hurricanes at least consider... I, I, I know they're considering it, but I think this this past offseason they took some risks with acquiring Pacioretty. I think they go for more sure bets. Okay this offseason
1: yeah that's I mean, my hope that's, on this. that's a good answer i like it i like it matt
0: all right brandon i've got one more question for you and then i legitimately have to leave because it's already getting really late for me it's 8 15 but like <laughs> i gotta be up at 3 30 since this is our last episode for now for now
1: yeah, we should throw that out there for now. Like, I, I, we shouldn't say, like, this is the last time you're ever going to hear from us. I'm sure Matt will stumble drunkenly back onto this podcast at some point.
0: I and- can't stumble drunkenly anymore. I have to be professional.
1: <laughs> Fun will be had. Um, yes. we'll take our pants off, we'll, you know, shake stuff for the camera. It'd be great.
0: Yeah. Um, Brandon, but since this is our last asterisk episode for now, I want to ask you, like, if you could pick one moment from these past – God, it's been three years. Two or three years now. Two and a half. Two and a half. Yeah, we started in uh, early early 2021. Uh, If you could pick one moment from that, what moment are you picking?
1: Man, um – Probably the first time we had Stevie on. Um, either that or the first time we had – or well, the only time we had Jarvis on. Those were, I think, two of the best ones. I just remember we were excited, nervous as hell. Um, but it was definitely a good time just to get to talk to some of those guys. I mean, we've had a great couple of years getting to do this. And, and you know, huge shout-out to everybody that has been on our podcast before. Mike Maniscalco, Walt Ruff um oh geez i'm not gonna list everybody off because there has been a lot eric tolsky i mean everybody that came to help make this podcast as fun as i thought it was um you know i don't i don't know if anybody else liked it i don't really give a shit at this point but no i'm just kidding i still love you guys <laughs> um but yeah yeah i I think that first time we we had stevie on because we were just so nervous but like excited and, and it went really well um i was kind of uh you know, I don't want to say I made it because, I mean, look, at the end of the day, we're a podcast that made a little bit of money <laughs> for a couple of years. We didn't make a huge impact on the world slash hockey community, but, you know, it, it was it was definitely a big moment. So I, I would go with one of those two.
0: Yeah. Moments that stick out to me. Absolutely. The the Stevie interview. Uh, getting Walt on uh, was always awesome. Talking to Mike and Wade was great. Another moment, like, an underrated moment on the podcast was having Aaron Schwartz on because he was our first, like, front office member on the podcast, and uh, I remember, like, you know, we we said, like, in the middle of the interview, we were like, you know, all right, well, we'll let you go, and he was like, no, keep it rolling, and we were like, oh, like, okay, like, yeah, like, that's cool, like, he's, he's willing to take more of his time, like, to answer questions, I think that was, like, a really cool thing.
1: Um, we should have had him back on, man.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's just,
1: like,
0: I, there's so much, like, I've wanted to
1: do. I know. With- That's the thing that sucks. And I was thinking about this earlier today is, like, there's so many things, like, in the playoffs, there were some things we had talked about potentially doing. It's just, we're busy, man. For our 100th
0: episode, I know, like, I I worked my tail off to try and get something scheduled, and it just yeah. couldn't work. Um, yeah. Just because of the timing of everything, like. You know, you know what might
1: the me the saddest the re- what realization, though, is that when Jameson Reese debuts next year, maybe that's going to have to be like, we're going to have to just do something for that. <laughs> like, just put together I, one. We've record. had him on the podcast, though. I know, I know. But, like, we're not going to get to talk about his debut or his rookie season or, like, you know, I, I've been talking about it on this podcast for a couple of years. Well, How Brandon, this fall, debut.
0: you can you – can break out your mic and do a solo episode if you really want. Um I will not be available because that's gonna be a very busy time for me. But knock yourself out.
1: Oh yeah big hockey scout guy you fuck you. Yeah you're still a stitch in my eyes. No I'm just kidding. I love you buddy.
0: So <laughs> this sucks man like like truthfully you know I I mentioned this you know a while ago it's like you know as hard as life gets and you know as painful as some days can be and how you know at times when we both don't want to be here doing this like we get on the podcast and just truly enjoy doing it like we do enjoy yeah. talking to each other at least i think i mean you could be putting on a facade and i'd have no clue <laughs> just, just don't answer just yeah. leave me in blissful ignorance right now I talk um,
1: shit about you when you're not here
0: yeah that's fair you know it's justified <laughs> like truthfully it's just been so fun man And like i'm gonna miss it i'm gonna miss talking about the canes a lot you know i'm like with even with the prospects account, like that's been the one thing that I have not I I haven't gotten myself to the point where I can say goodbye to that yet, you know? And it's A lot like you're the know, hard work right there. I think that's part of it is like, you know, that's literally every single day for six straight years, like that's been my life. Yeah. So I think that's why that's been so difficult to get rid of. Um, but, like, truthfully, this has just been a blast. And it's something I had wanted to do for a very long time and just never really had the opportunity to because nothing ever worked out, you know? And this is just, it's been a treat. It really has.
1: And it was like our baby. Like, we kind of just made it up from nothing. It was just an idea. We floated and then suddenly here we are. And shit. I mean, at at first we probably thought it was going to be, you know, I I don't know what we expected it to be. Like, we never thought anybody would reach out to us and offer us money. I can tell you that much. You know, we were just, we were doing it for fun and, and, you know, at at least it got to grow into something, you know, And, and I think that's something we can be proud of for sure. But just, it's going to hold a near and dear spot in my heart. The track in the storm podcast will forever. And again, I, you know, it isn't goodbye. Like me and you are still going to talk. I'm sure we'll still talk shit in the DMS all the time. Shout out to Sterlo our like pseudo third member the last couple of months. Um, sure. We'll still have plenty to talk about him. Once Kane's hockey rolls back around and
0: the third leg of the track. The storm podcast.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Oh, man yeah it's it's been it's it's been a it's been a fun ride
0: it has been i'm i'm sad to go but at the same time like
1: you have a life now
0: (laughs) i didn't want to say that this is not only just this is a career now or at least the the very beginning of one and like when i was just doing like regional scouting I had plenty of time for a podcast now that there's like a department I have to run and scout like that's not something I've got a whole lot of time for
1: big man on campus now huh? yeah so
0: Anyways, folks, for the last time, asterisk, thank you so, so, so much for tuning in. We truly, truly, truly appreciate all of you. We love all of you. We're so grateful for all of the support, as it was in the beginning. So now, ever shall it be.
1: Yeah, so whatever that was. Thank you, Matt. But no, I... I... You're right, spot on with everything except for that mumbo jumbo bullshit that nobody understood. um thank you guys again, I'm not saying you won't hear from me. you know, me and Alex might do a little something here in the next couple of weeks too. um but yeah, thank you to everybody that listened and came on the show, supported us, talked to us on Twitter, even little shit like that. uh We appreciate you
0: as always. And even after a tough loss at the end of the year, it's a great time to be a Carolina Hurricanes fan.